Welcome into Mozzie and the Muscle. I am the Muscle, joined by my co-host, who's probably hiding some of his anger right now, but we'll get it out um, in momentarily. Uh, Mozzie, how's it going? Um, I'm doing well. The the Raiders got a win. Unfortunately, the Falcons uh, blew a lead as is tradition. I was as looking away because I was like solemnly, uh, you know, trying to put that out of my memory bank. But um, <laughs> put that in the vault. We're yep, in the way. vault. But um, <laughs> stuff I can't handle goes. <laughs> Uh, for those who don't know, uh, Mozzie and I both love Adventure Time, and uh, mm. you're, he's doing a rewatch of it right now. I need to do that soon as well. It's definitely uh, the right time to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Very wholesome, wholesome show. It is. But um, h- how are you doing? Um, I, we can get you know anything positive out first and then get into uh, your uh, <laughs> Jets stuff. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll get to them uh, at some point or another. I guess we have to, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we could talk about some positives. Um, yeah. Let's let's get one good thing, and then we can get the Niners or not the Niners. Sorry, the uh, well, yes, the, the rant in. Unless you want to lay it off with it. No, yeah, let's do it. What's a what's a positive? Um, I guess Burrow. Burrow's a positive. Burrow was a heckin' positive, man. Yeah, he 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 looks really good, especially in that up tempo. I'd I'd say like that's that's where he yeah. thrives. I I, th- I think they'll start doing a lot more of that soon, but he, he looked good in the pocket. He could move around. He, uh, I mean, he was commanding the ball. They threw what? 61 times. Watching yeah, they, that. Threw, they threw a ton, which he had a couple, uh, welcome to the leak moments as far as like <laughs> trying to spin someone out and then getting just eaten up. Oh yeah. I think it was Sheldon Richardson. Yeah. That, uh, <laughs> grabbed him and tossed him down. Yeah. Like, yep. Welcome to the NFL, buddy. Yeah, he's like, you're not you're not gonna spin out of that. <laughs> but he put up 30 points on the Browns, and that should have been a cakewalk for the Browns. Realistically, like roster wise, the matchup there, they should not have been that close. No, yeah, the the running game just carried them absurdly. Baker looks solid. Um, I mean, but it's also Cincinnati defense is not terribly tough to look solid against them. Um, but yeah, they, yeah, no, all on the run, Chubb and Hunt. Yeah, they both balled yeah. out, but the uh, the Cleveland defense has a lot of weaknesses as far as, especially in the middle of the field, like tight ends and slot receivers are just destroying them. So that'll come up in our uh, our preview section later. But um, you mentioned so you mentioned Sheldon Richardson, uh, former Jet. And, he, uh, he he did yeah, he did used to play for the Jets. Yeah, yeah. The, the Jets have a lot had a lot of players who are good somewhere else. So I, I guess now <laughs> now now we can get into the gaze. You can kind of. <laughs> talk about his his gray cloud that makes players bad it's the worst jets team i've ever watched in my entire tenure and that's saying something that's saying a lot remember that it jets is the teams. jets and they've had some particularly terrible teams over the years yes it is without a doubt the worst uh the worst jets team i've ever watched play they just look abysmal on all fronts their offense is disgusting it's always third and long they don't do anything on first and second down um, I know a lot of it is the the receivers being out. I get that, but that does hurt. It was already the worst receiving group in the league, and then they got hurt. <laughs> but it's just it's nothing is working. Um, the sad thing is, like the saddest thing is that Darnold actually looked okay. <laughs> like he was making some plays. Yeah, there was that one where he like escaped, rolled out, threw a dime on the run. Yeah, that was gorgeous. And I'm like, this is what we were seeing year one already and it's supposed to be developing and this isn't happening with Gase because Gase is impeding him entirely and it's so bad. I just found out that he doesn't let him audible basically. Like that's the yeah. Whole, yeah. The whole thing is to stick to the game plan. Well, clearly it's not working. Oh my God, dude. Okay. So I saw Darnold's passes like the map spread of uh like where his passes were oh yeah you're going and it's literally like of the 30 or so times he threw i mean 25 of them are just directly to the left and right of the line of scrimmage it was like the Derek carr uh one from that game or like that one year like where it was really right Derek carr was dumping down the whole game (laughs) Exactly, but they're they're all designed screenplays to wide receivers that don't know how to block yet in the system. Like it's so terrible. They won't let Darnold throw downfield. Like what did you? We watched Herbert this past weekend. Justin Herbert looked awesome, and they were taking shots with him. 
They were yeah. letting him take throws and throw it down the field and like see what he can do. And it almost feels like Gase is trying to baby Darnold by not letting him take riskier, I'll say, quote, riskier throws that could be picked off because he doesn't want to hurt his confidence. But he's just like putting him in a box. Yeah, it, it sucks because like the coaching's not good. The team around him is not good. Like it's a terrible environment for him. <laughs> it sucks. Uh, yeah. So I, Adam Gase, really needs to be fired. And yet, like yesterday. Yeah, just the the only the hope for Jets fans is like that they keep getting thrashed and Gase gets gone. Like, <laughs> right? Yeah, like that's when you know it's bad is when you're you are actually actively rooting for your team to lose. Oh gosh, yeah. That's <laughs> I don't know if I've ever like had that feeling before. That sucks. Like I want them to lose so Gase gets fired. Like I want Gase fired two weeks ago. Like I am so sick of him being on the team. He is so bad at his job, and it's unbelievable that management, the owners of the uh, the Jets organization, can't watch what he's putting out there on a given week and think that they made a mistake in any regard. He's. Uh, I don't even care if they have somebody in line. I just don't want him on the team anymore. <laughs> I don't like. I don't care if they have to replace him with Darnold. Like, all right, Darnold, you're running the offense now. I don't even care. I just get him out of there. He's so bad. He's terrible. He is terrible. I wonder if the Jets players are listening to like sabotage by the Beastie Boys, and it's just like. <laughs> Listen, all y'all, it's just sabotage just over and over and over. Like, we got it. If you had told me that Greg Williams told his defense to just let the other team run on them because they need to get Gase fired, I would have totally believed that. Yeah, like I would, by how they played last week. You saw that, like it was it was Madden esque pursuit angles, like <laughs> right. Like is Raheem Mostert fast? Yes, he's very fast, but. Those angles were so awful. It was hilarious. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Watching the replay, it was just like there are, is there is no fundamental anything in there. Oh my god! I will mention the few bright positives of the Jets, which are solely player based because nothing to be said about their coaching. Um, their left tackle Mackay Becton looks awesome. The guy they drafted this year, That's- which. That's really nice. Yeah, I know. I know he was the not like boomer bust, but he was a high upside, potentially lower upside, which I guess is boom bust. But I, I didn't think he was gonna like bust bust, just maybe not be worth the pick. No, I think possibly. he was boom bust. Yeah, going into the draft, and he's looking like a boom right now, which is amazing. Um, who else was I going to mention? Oh, Quinton Williams is actually playing well. Yeah, in his year two, which you know sometimes it takes people a year, but he, you know. Taken third, I think. He was taken third overall. Like, he was very highly drafted prospect. So people were expecting him to kind of jump onto the scene, and he didn't last year. Yeah. But he's doing very well this year. Yeah, so. And then what, what, once they get Mims back, maybe that'll make it a little more fun. Yeah, I mean, oh my, it, just reading some of the things. Like, I just get infuriated. I just get infuriated at all times of the day thinking about Adam Gase and his, his responses <laughs> to things. He. Was basically like, oh yeah, we had plays for Herndon, we just didn't get to him. Like you didn't get to them. You had plays for Herndon, you just didn't get to them. You were so impressed by how everything else was going, you just didn't think about changing it in any regard to utilize different players. Yeah, just oh my god, get Braxton Berrios <laughs> and Chris Hogan the ball the whole time. Right? Yeah. No. Oh my god. So yeah, I mean, hopefully Chris Herndon he figures out that. The guy he's been talking about all camp is actually good. Um, yeah, it's a bummer. You know, I was I was happy with Darnold. I I still think there is a there is time for Darnold. Normally, I would not. I would say already that they're toast. But because Darnold is so young, he is on the like earlier side of twenty three. I think. Yeah, he's super young still. If you fire Gase tomorrow, you can still get almost a whole season of new Darnold. coach with Darnold. Please, for the love of everything <laughs> that is holy. It's funny, but um, oh yeah, um, Caleb which sent is me, not Adam Gase. Yeah, <laughs> Caleb sent me a thing that uh, CJ Mosley was like out at a bar or something recently. Oh yeah, he probably just didn't want to play for him. I mean, I'm, I'll wait till he gets fired. I know he's getting fired this year. The writing's on the wall. I'm just going to take time, let myself heal, and uh, be with my family <laughs> during this pandemic and go check out the arcade because they got Street Fighter Five, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. But, 
Yeah, the Jets get the uh, Colts next week, so good luck against uh, Jonathan Taylor. Uh, so I, 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 had, I had a sad moment watching the Falcons uh, blow a lead against the Cowboys. Um, hey, we're both on too. <laughs> so I need, I need to look it up, um, but I... They can touch the ball sooner, right? On the onside, like the the, the the receiving team doesn't have to wait, right? No, they don't. Okay, that was yeah. such a blatant fuck up. I'm sorry. Like, they just they they can jump on it whenever. It has to go ten yards for the team kicking it. Yeah, so I, that's why I was so confused. I'm like, <clears> why did no one jump on it? Like that was all you had to do. Like you blew the lead, but like you could at least like keep a two point lead, or you know. <laughs> yeah. No. Exactly. I. Yeah. They they messed that up big time. Like, if they don't beat the Bears, I'm going to be calling for Dan Quinn's job, which I bet might be gone anyway. He, I know he was probably on a, a hot seat anyway. I think if he loses to Chicago, he will get fired. Yeah. Which, I, that I, is I, one of my takes. Imagine if the Bears started 0-3. Or, sorry, 3-0. Uh, dude, I was saying that. I was saying, I'm like, the Bears are going to go start 3-1 and because I still had them losing to Atlanta in this early project- projection. But I'm like, they're going to start 3-1, and one, and people are going to think that they're flipping it around and Trubisky's good, and they are going to finish, like, 5-11. and 11. Yeah, no, they're, <laughs> they're, they're one of the pretenders I have, which I guess we can kind of jump there. Like, Agreed. There's a few teams that have a good record, but I don't think are legitimate. Um, so, Bears are one of them. Makes sense. It's, it's Trubisky. They got lucky against the Lions because if Swift catches that pass, they lose. The Giants, without Saquon, like almost came back and won. Yes, and the Giants, without Saquon, are hardly a football team at this yeah. point. So the, the Bears <laughs> have eked out some wins, and then I think the Colts are pretenders. Well, the Colts are 1-1, one one, right? Yeah. I don't think they're going to be bad, but as far as like being a contender, they're a pretender in that sense. Like They're not... They're not going to touch that upper echelon of teams, I don't think. They, like I said, we saw them lose to the Jags. We saw them hand to take care of the Vikings. Um, but Phillip Rivers is not going to take them far enough. No, I'm agreed. <laughs> uh, the Colts and the Bears, I don't think, are getting more than seven wins, yeah. really. I think the Colts are better than the Bears. They're not, er, like, earlier in the year, like, our, our thing was if, if Phillip Rivers is still good, then. They're a contender, but he's yeah, yeah. He's still noodles. Yeah, he's noodles. So noodley Phil. So I mean, I they could go like nine and seven. They're just I just don't see them hitting like the top one, top our our tier sort of list here of tier one, tier two. I don't see them hitting that. No, yeah, and then okay, so my my heart is happy that the Raiders are winning, but the the wins I don't know if they're legit or fraudulent. So like I said, I like the Raiders might be pretenders. Just because, like, so week one, they got the Panthers, barely beat the Panthers. They barely beat the um, Michael thomas Saints. But, well, actually not barely beat. They beat them fairly decently. But it's the Michael thomas Saints they beat. But mm-hmm. in, especially against the Saints, there was enough bad that even though they won, I am I'm worried. One, their, D, like, we, their, their defense is porous enough. They, they can make some plays, but who do they play coming up like? I, I don't trust them to like be the Chiefs. Like I, I we both have the Pats winning. Spoiler, but like <laughs> I, I think good enough. Like they may, they've got Pats, Bills, Chiefs. That could be, they could put them at two and three. Like I hope they win a bunch. I'm just like as as optimistic as I want to be because it's it's my team. I want to you know be super pumped for it. It's not like like car not under good, yeah car under pressure is still not good at all. Like. <laughs> Luckily, the line can protect him most of the time, and like Trent Brown will probably be. On, I think he'll be back next week. I can check on that. But like, Ooh. he gets such bad tunnel vision, and he just he ignores Josh Jacobs like in a in a such a tilting manner. When he is under <laughs> what, pressure, like when he's passing, yeah, when he's under pressure, he will not dump it off to Josh Jacobs. There were like two occasions. One, he took a sack, and he just didn't throw out to Josh Jacobs, who was like wide open alone for a few seconds. And then there was one where he ran like, a couple yards and just gain a couple yards. But he also could have just tossed it to Josh Jacobs. He was at the spot that he pretty much ran to. I'm like, he could have just given it to Jacobs, who would, who would have gotten a couple more yards on it, probably. I'm just like, I don't get it. So he, he ignores Jacobs when he's under pressure because he gets tunnel vision. So, uh, well, that would be frustrating. Yeah. Like, it, it's, it was tilting me a lot. Like, as you could see, I mean, just typing frustratedly in the group me. But, so they got the win. 
the line can protect them a lot, and the, the Saints weren't putting offensive pressure on them, so they could just feed Jacobs the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, their next three games are against far better teams than they've played so far, because, I mean, like, this iteration of the Saints with older Breeze, no Michael Thomas, is not as good. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I mean, so... I- in the preseason, I kind of wrote on the Raiders that, like, so this is year three. Uh-huh. They, they got Gruden uh, three years ago. Like, this is their year three with Gruden. They're moving to the new stadium. Like, their whole plan as to rebuild was to be bad for one and two, then move to the new stadium in year three of a rebuild and mm-hmm. kind of be starting to put everything together. And that's kind of where I'm at. I think that they're one year away from – being legitimate as a football team contender. Yes, I think like I think they can still be good this year. Like right. maybe even have a winning record because they've they've got enough there that they can beat teams they shouldn't beat. I mean, maybe you could argue that they shouldn't have even beat the Saints, but like they'll win some games that they shouldn't just because they they've got enough there. So like exactly, it's so reassuring like right. for me as a fan, and it's like you know I feel I feel happy they are getting wins, but I'm not gonna be delusional and think they have like a chance to win it all this year no i yeah and i don't i don't think they do either but um you know they're they're on the right track this is a positive gain for them this year as they trend upward towards now if rebuild if if they beat the pats next week i'll i will become a delusional raiders fan um that's fair (laughs) yeah if they start three no i'm gonna be i'll 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 get on board but the the Pats next week will be the, the test for me, and especially like the next three weeks in general will be. If they come out of that with a win, I will feel good. No, absolutely. Uh, if they beat the Patriots, then there's something to the team already yeah. um, that I that I kind of thought they would need a little more time for. Mm-hmm. But they're also in. Well, the Chiefs are you know usually favorable in the division, and the the Chargers are. They looked better last week, so like, like you mentioned, Herbert coming in and doing his thing. Yeah, he looked good. Yeah, he apparently found out right before kickoff he was starting because the team doctor uh, apparently punctured Tyrod Taylor's lung when he gave him an injection in his ribs. Uh huh. So yes, yeah. that's, <laughs> that's like so bonkers. Once so Chargers, and then it's just like holy shit that's like it's scary to think about because like you could your lung can partially collapse from an injection going wrong like yeah absolutely it can when you have a hole in it yeah <laughs> yeah yet yet another reason i get mad when people like rant about athletes getting paid whatever they do i'm like there's a lot of risk they put their bodies through <laughs> absolutely and he's out indefinitely they don't i don't know when he'll be back yeah um, but here's the thing that I thought was interesting while we're on the Herbert Chargers. is uh-huh. uh, Did you hear what Anthony Lynn said um, about after the game? That Tyrod's their starter when he comes back? Well, he basically, he said Herbert's a backup for a reason. There are a lot of things you don't know, um, huh. but Tyrod Taylor is our guy. And at first, like, your first reaction to hearing that is like, dude, that's pretty harsh for your rookie. Like, he's a backup for a reason? Come on. <laughs> But we learned later that he, uh, t- uh, Tyrod had an injection that went wrong, punctured his lung. And what's now happening, and it's actually worked out, I think, really well, is what's <laughs> Anthony Lynn basically took all of the pressure off of Herbert, who they now have to start. Yeah. Because he basically said he's not ready to take Taylor's job. He's a backup right now, a rookie backup. And now he has he is starting because the other guy's hurt. Uh-huh. Now there's basically no pressure on Herbert to win. That's true. That's fair. Yeah. Like I, I heard someone make the point that like may, maybe this is just what coaches will do now when the rookie starts. Tell them right away that there's like right before game that they're starting, so they don't have time to like get in their own head. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Yeah. I like because with Herbert, like he. He looked pretty poised out there. Like a lot of the stuff coming out was he's not like a very like emotional guy. Right. Some people he says a negative is like you know like a leadership negative, but at the same time it helps in the sense of not getting emotional during a game and like letting it like impede your play as well. That's true. I mean, like, I mean, yeah, well, uh, yeah, he's very stoic. 
Yeah, like, like that's it's honestly like that's kind of like the biggest positive of Daniel Jones for me is that like he is he does not get rattled like regardless of his talent level like he is pretty unflappable in the sense that like he will just like get hit 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 and just keep playing the same <laughs> and like that's like that's an impressive trait in a in a in a way because like it's that's it's hard to like not get in your own head so like it seems like Herbert may have possessed that and I think that's something that Daniel Jones has too even if I'm not like huge on him that's a nice that's like a that's something if, if someone's your franchise quarterback you want them to have that like ability to not get in their own head the short-term memory yeah, yeah. burrow has that too uh-huh. i mean burrow will, like be down on himself after the game but he throws a he makes a bad play he's throwing it again on the next one yeah he's like, got just like supreme confidence in himself which is what you need as quarterback unless like you jake color but <laughs> no yeah the chargers their performance against the chiefs but the chargers always play the chiefs close as as Jamont will always tell us, but um, <laughs> yeah, that's that division is going to be a lot more interesting than we thought a couple weeks ago. And then there's Denver, and then there's Denver. <laughs> we just signed the boat. The boat yep. is in Denver. It has landed. The boat is there. Walk. But um, <laughs> we'll we'll save their injury stuff for the uh, for the preview. But um, before we jump around, I oh I, I did want to say lastly on the uh, Bengals that AJ Green is like a major uh, regression candidate as far as like fantasy production yards touchdowns all like he's gotten so many targets lots of air yards just it's not just been it's just not converting yet and so he's kind of if, if you if you assume he's fine and not watching he's just you know a little older and he's a little more time to get the rust off if you think he's still good which i think he'll be fine then he's kind of a good regression candidate there yeah to, to start catching all of those air yards and st- yeah mm-hmm. make good on his production yeah but um so with with Justin Herbert, oh, also I see you wrote huge Herbert here. I also have suggestions of uh, <laughs> thrust in Herbert instead of Justin Herbert, uh, Herbalicious, and then my favorite, uh, Herbie the Love Bug. Mm. I mean that's pretty good. Yeah, but um, so I, I jumped to that because I see you wrote here that the the Chiefs defense uh, looked kind of exploitable to you. Heckin' exploitable. Maybe, yeah, maybe more than kind of exploitable. Yeah. I mean, well, so they're still without. Breland at cornerback. That's really big because he was their starting cornerback last year. He has four game suspension for whatever policy uh-huh. that they all do. Um, <laughs> so he'll be back, what, week five? Uh, yeah, so be. The first four weeks, they don't have their starting corner. And, you know, that's big. Um, our resident Chiefs fan uh, has told us as well that they're suffering many injuries as well, uh, particularly on the defensive front. The whole team, though, just kind of looks like Eh, right now uh-huh. not, not bad because they still have one of the best quarterbacks in the league um, as well as a great offensive mind and like all these other pieces but they're just kind of not there yet they don't look like they're as cohesive a team right now as say the team they're playing against this week yeah <laughs> um, yeah I, I still do think they're a top tier team but so one for of, sure one of the things that um is kind of different is the the rate of like deep shots so like Patrick Mahomes is like a dot or not, I don't know if he's called a dot just yards per attempt I guess would be the quarterback stat version of it um is a lot lower this year he's, t- he's doing a lot more of like taking what the defense is giving him at the moment I'm sure that'll bounce back some as he you know uses Tyreek and Mecole and Kelsey down the seam and stuff but we're like getting the new running the new running backs in as far as like Clyde and I mean Darrell, Darrell has like was with them, has been with them, but it wasn't used much. So getting used to the new running backs, more or less, they're using some Darwin Thompson now too. Um, and then, oh, oh my, how's my dishwasher still running? Sorry, um, <laughs> I started this shit like an hour and a half ago. I think it's broken. Anyway, um, <laughs> and so yeah, there's there are some changes at least in the backfield that they're getting used to. So I, I think it's more just like that than anything I don't, I don't think it's any other issue i i think the deep shots will come back more so no i agree and there's something that i wrote later on but i'll just mention it now is um i love andy reed been high on him for years because you know i watched him when he was at the eagles his entire tenure there and followed him to the chiefs huge andy reed fan but there is something andy reed does suck at as a head coach and i think a lot of head coaches suck at this and it's mid-game adjustments for a player that gets injured. It's mm. very specific and it's something he has really struggled with because I think Andy Reid is a great schemer and he's really good at putting his offensive plan together. 
and when he suffers an injury sorry i just thought about the jamal charles exactly yeah. <laughs> i knew that's why and this the was travis going. kelsey one too yeah it's happened twice in playoff games i think like really big games and i've like i see it all the time when he loses a player that's in his offensive scheme like in a big way to injury mid-game he struggles to kind of work around that oh. yeah because because Sam, sammy went out this week i was yep. daryl williams went out it's not nearly as impactful as the sammy one because sammy was getting a lot more snaps targets and everything yeah no i think and it exactly is like when sammy went out i think that he kind of freaked out a little bit <laughs> <laughs> which me uh me cole ended up getting more snaps and targets because of it mm-hmm. which so it, it was a concussion so i have no clue how if we'll be back next week or not um i could try to look into that but yeah that, like i whatever i see like oh sammy watkins is gonna be out i get really excited about me cole <laughs> but um yeah the Chiefs, no, the Chiefs do play monday night so i feel like he'll probably be back sammy Mm-hmm. That is the only issue is if he has a week of no physical activity, how that's gonna impact his, you know, right limberness. I guess we should say. <laughs> yeah, limber up. Gotcha. Oh, oh. So this is this is perfect. Something just came up for me on one of our other points. So the the Vikings got we they shouldn't be this bad. Did we miss something? Like. like we, we they lost some they defensive players, worse. but like right. <laughs> they lost a good amount of defensive players. But they added Donal Hunter. Sorry, the Donal Hunter has been out. They added uh, Ngakwe. Like we knew their secondary would be bad. I didn't think losing Diggs would hurt their offense this much. Um, and I just found out that uh, uh, Pat Elfline, Elfline whatever, is on injured reserve now. He got put on injured reserve prior to week two. I found oh, out. There we go. That's what I, I had missed. Um, so Drew Drew Samia Samia he. Uh, Got his first career start and just got wrecked by the Forrest Buckner. Well, um, there's a shocker. <laughs> oh, you've never played a game before? All right, uh, this guy, Buckner, something like that, yeah, you'll be good. Yeah, yeah. so the, the gist of it is that their offensive line has taken a big hit. They were already a little below average, close to average, but they took a big hit to kind of now being closer to the bottom third with their really bad guard play. So that's that's concerning. Yeah. Yeah, this that that's no good. Their line is getting worse. It was, you know, average to slightly above average before with all the draft picks they brought in. It was it was okay. It wasn't amazing, but now it's getting it's getting shook. And uh, yeah, I mean they're they're like really bad. Kurt, yeah. that was the Kirk Cousins. Oh my! Like Lord. he's had some pumpkin games, but like that was just like. That might be that's probably the worst game I've seen Kirk Cousins play. Yeah, that was, was the great pumpkin, Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was like lifting the pumpkin up when he went to kick it and he slipped on his back. <laughs> that was dreadful. I mean, it's one of the was isn't it one of the worst uh, quarterback performances in the Super Bowl era? Isn't that the the stat I keep hearing? Yeah, like, it was the, so bad. Like the passer rating was hilarious. So the I guess the reason we didn't think the Stefan Diggs thing would be that impactful is because he wasn't used as much as he should have been used when he was with the Vikings. But what is sort of becoming apparent is that when he's not there, it allows the defense to just focus down their one receiver, Thielen, and they don't have someone who does take the top off quite as well as Diggs could and was a legitimate threat and is ugly. Yeah, it's it's rough. I think they'll... Cause like so I, I I put them in the dude rebound section, but like looking into it more, I'm not so sure anymore. They'll probably. I mean, they're not going to lose every game. Yeah, but they're they're going to rebound in the sense of it will. I don't think they'll stay this bad. Right. But maybe that person <laughs> out there disagrees. <laughs> they're like what? Um, because like. I don't think enough change from last year that they should be this bad, but I mean maybe maybe they are just like maybe they are just as bad. Uh, Cook, I feel like it's impacting Cook a lot. Yeah, he's gotten lucky on hilariously garbage time. <laughs> um, he's gotten like late touchdowns each game. This week they play. Who do they play? Tennessee. The, the Titans. So the... I, I expect the Titans to win. It's just how, although. This doesn't this kind of have a feeling of a trap game? I guess we're kind of a little bit. Yeah, 
a little bit, but it's too early. And then, like, I think Tennessee is still good. So, anyway, we'll, we'll save that for the preview. But, yeah, they... You want to think Minnesota will rebound, but... Because, just because of how they've been in the past, but there's no, like, evidence that they should yet. And their schedule isn't easy. So they got Titans, Texans, Seahawks, Falcons, Packers. Then they got Lions, Bears. And they've got Cowboys. Pant- like, they, they have a tough stream coming up. They could have a really, really bad start. Yeah. Like, they could easily just start 0-5. A 6, so. 7. They could start 0-7. I mean, they, you know, like, they have the bye week. They come back, and it's Rodgers. Yeah, it's, and they get Detroit and Chicago, which they yeah. can win. Yeah, they should be able to win. But, like, yeah, they, they have a tough schedule coming up. So, as due to rebound might not be, like, a record-wise, but I don't think they'll look as bad. But mm. And then Houston, they've just had a, like, they're also my due to rebound. They're, they're the one I feel, you know, they're most, they they, they are going to rebound. Uh-huh. They have had, and they will continue to have this week, the, the toughest start of any team imaginable. Yep. They've had. Chiefs, Ravens, Steelers. Right. Like, that sucks. That's Those are three of the best teams in the league. So, that's just a real shitty real shitty time there for the Texans. <laughs> right. And I, uh, we called that. We were like, they're yeah. going to start rough. They have a really – they have the hardest schedule yeah. without, you know, any any dispute to start off. Yeah. I do think this is – I know you mentioned Deshaun Watson, but I think this is a good David Johnson by window. Um, I mean – the Steelers game, so actually, uh, yeah, I have a and maybe an interesting take on how we'll do against the Steelers, but the schedule gets way, way easier. Uh, Vikings, Jags, Texans, um, Packers are good, but I don't know. I don't think they can really. They're not like someone I'm like scared to play someone against, and like their schedule gets way easier. So I would say if you want a Texan, buy them now, or yep. during this week, after this week, however you want to want to see it. But yeah, dude, they can win. I I was going through it. It they can win like eight of their last ten games or something yeah. like that. I think with relative ease compared to the start of their schedule. So they're like they're definitely front loaded on the schedule, and I think there's going to be a huge turnaround for the Texans. Yeah. So I'm like all in on buying Deshaun Watson right now. Like, go get him. Yeah, I I, I agree. And then I'm I'm my my buy is going to be David Johnson just because I don't want to say the receiver just because of how. Uh, they combine for one receiver usually. Right. Um, it, it could be one of any three on any given loop. <laughs> oh, gosh. But, um, yeah, so that's kind of the do-to-rebound category. Um, but, yeah, that Minnesota defense, just Minnesota general has been rough. But I, I still stand by my take. Well, maybe, maybe not stand by. It's my revised take that Kirk and Baker are just one person that is, like, has just a split personalities. So <laughs> it's, like, and they usually don't have, like, so far this year, they've had opposite weeks as far as, like, decent and bad. But, yeah, it's just one where he gets super cocky, turns into Baker, gets all... You like that? Oh, his Baker slipped out. <laughs> yeah, that, that was the glitch in the Matrix, right? Right. <laughs> My sleep number bed makes me wake up feeling dangerous. Oh, God. <laughs> There's, like, too many crossovers here. Oh, my gosh. Holy shit. All right. Yep, I like I like this. All right, so um, <laughs> and then so I've got the I'll call it the tier almost two, um, the teams that are pretty good and could jump up into a contender category. So I've got Cardinals, Titans, and Cowboys in here. Um, so Cardinals have looked really good the first two weeks. It's been um, so they beat the Niners. That was a good one. That was an upset that we pinned, and then took care of the Lions like the uh, the. Uh, Oh, no, sorry. They took care of Washington like they should have. Um, mm-hmm. Which, that was one of the big things we were looking for was how Kyler did against the Washington front. And right, he did Kyler won. Well. So, yeah. Uh, that's That should make every other defense pretty scared, I would say. I would agree with that. I, if you can... I, he had, what, two, like, crazy zigzag rushing touchdowns against them? Yeah, and, like, there was one that got called back to penalty, but I was like... He just fucking glided, zoomed, teleported in. He's it's doing like, his zoomies. It sounded Kyler like that, that noise that just came through your mic. Like, <laughs> the train was, but yeah, Kyler's zoomies, we'll call it, yeah. And their their defense is better enough that they're not like a sieve. So. Right. I do think you're going to see a Cardinals game where they just get torched by someone. Um, because they're just not, they're not gel. I don't think they've gelled quite yet. If, they've gotten a little fortunate with who they've played. 
If if Kenny is back this week, do you think this is the week they get torched? I think that Stafford and Kenny are going to have a very good game. Yeah. Yeah, because assuming uh, Kenny is fully healthy coming back this week, that'll be that's it's much needed. They need him back. Much, really muchly. <laughs> <laughs> muchly needed. Yes. Um. <laughs> and then Cowboys. Okay, so I know like they're one and one, but hear me out on this. So the I the comeback has to like the start has to worry you, but like they came back, which is not something they would have done under Jason Garrett. Nope. Absolutely like, not. I think there would have been a comeback, lot more field goals. Yeah, that comeback, as much as it made me sad as a Falcons fan, really showed me the impact that the coaching switch had. Mm-hmm. And then also just the absurd amount of offensive talent they have. Holy shit. Yeah, I think my take on the Cowboys right now is that they can win a good amount of games, but they have to score 40 points because their defense is pretty rough. Yeah, because, like, <laughs> yeah, the run, the run defense is bad, which I don't like. The, the Falcons not exploiting that tilted me. I was like early victory lapping about my call. Then like obviously they blew the lead and Gurley didn't touch the ball. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? But um, man, that was that was like such a close call there too. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, between you know they got Lamb, Gallup, Cooper. It's hard to say Lamb, Gallup, Cooper is sort of difficult in the fact that you want to say Lamb, Gallup, Gooper. 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 So uh, anyway, where was I? Um, oh, uh, quick breaking news for our preview. Apparently, DJ Chark's out for tonight. Ooh. But um, anyway, and then Dalton Schultz had a solid game. He was getting open. His big thing is just holding the ball between like fumble and drop. He's a little bit butterbally. But um, and then yeah, they won. They won week one. So they, they lost week one, but a close loss. Right? Who they play? The, the Rams. Rams. The Rams. Who I have a tier above. And then the Titans have looked pretty solid. Um. You'd want them. You kind of want them to win a little more handily sometimes, but they're getting the wins, which I think is a coaching trade as far as getting these close wins. So fair, yeah. No, I, I agree forget with about that. them, and their their schedule's not hard either. Not bad schedule. No, I think the Titans' schedule is pretty easy. Uh huh. Like um, that. That was one of the things like that surprised me. Static, like starting other wins. I guess I should say like I had them winning a lot just because like I think they'll just it's by default like. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think when we did, like, our just our game-by-game game for each team, we are getting, like, 12-4, and 11-5 for the Titans. We're like, what the, f- what the, like, what is happening? Like, oh, their schedule is pretty easy. Like, Yeah, it, like, and, yeah. and then, so they've got good enough coaching that it helps out. But um, before we jump to our next tier, uh, I want to point on a, a bad coaching thing that we haven't touched on yet that we have in here. Um Matt Patricia falls under the bad coaching, and his team is uh, making a lot of dumb mistakes. So, um, you s- I've seen here this is the second week in a row a Lions player doing something stupid, a personal conduct to fuck the team ever. Yeah, no, I mean the first week Jamie Collins got ejected for yep. putting his helmet yeah. into a ref, which was really stupid. They were like, "Oh, he was trying to show the ref what the guy did to him," and I'm like, "Well, <laughs> yeah, it was that, just, that was like, so that funny." Was, come on, man. Um, so yeah, he got ejected for that, and then the guy didn't get ejected, but they had a like a really big gain, I think, and uh, I forget who it was. If it was their tackle, maybe one. It was someone on the line. I think seventy six. I think it was like had another really bad personal conduct um, call against them that hampered the offense. Like they're just making really stupid personal conduct calls is usually a pretty big sign that your coach doesn't have the team under his belt. No, which I think we've kind of known about the Lions for a while. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then well, you 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 put that in here, which yeah, my Patricia needs to go. Like they just, it's not as bad as some of the other teams. It's not it's not as bad as Gase, but it needs scrapped. It seems. Um, Oday Abushi. Yeah, we'll yeah, see how they 76. do. Right. Yeah, we'll see how they do this week, and then and anything about the Bengals because watching the Thursday night game, they had a lot of dumb penalties that prevented them from coming back. Like there was the one on the return that was dumb, and then there was like one other one I think that like they they could have easily not happened and given the Bengals a much better chance of actually coming back. So classic Bengals. I think I think that might just be a Bengal thing that's going to stay regardless of who's the coach. Which I'm ready for uh, for Jolly listen to this and get pissed, but. <laughs> that that is a that is the bungle. It's like it's like the Chargers, like the 
Like, somehow your team doctor puncturing your quarterback's lung with an injection. That is very Charger. Like, <laughs> stupid personal conduct penalties are very Bengal. Like, it's just how it is. Um, yep. And so, but yeah, some good teams. On the opposite side, I guess, we'll uh, talk about Bill, um, who spawned Patricia, I'll say. Um, I've got the Bill. Pats in tier two because they barely lost to, the, in my opinion, the best team in the NFC. Um, they literally, like, one play difference could have got them the win. I love I love this Patriots cam. It's fun. It's like, great. It like it sucks that it's the Pats, but it's really fun to watch. And uh, this like I was very adamant that this is the best game I've seen Cam play as a thrower. Like I've not seen him throw better than this ever. I don't think. Like it's working. The system in Cam is working very nicely. Yeah, but like I was I was just not blown away, but it was like wow, like because he was making some progression under. Uh, was it Scott or North? Like one of the Turners there for a bit. At the North end of Turner, his, yeah. yeah at the end of his Carolina stint, yeah, he was making some progress as a pocket passer. And then it really showed this past week when he had to air it out because Julian Edelman hit a career high in receiving yards. I'm like, okay, Cam's passing continued to progress and he could run again. So. Slam Newton. Yeah, dude. It was, it was exciting. He's getting a ton of rushing. Um, their, their, end, their, their end zone package is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you get did you get to watch that or at least go back and watch some like let replay? cam run it and just put yeah. all the guys in front of him as blockers yeah no it's literally just the hilarious option where they just say here is our beef and stop our beef <laughs> where's the beef <laughs> here <laughs> so the pats are pretty solid their defense isn't as good but it's solid enough and then cam is running the show so he is the same how about Honestly, mvp though? caliber cam do what how about DK though torching Gilmore? Yeah, that was impressive. Like I, I saw a joke that someone said, "Oh gosh, DK Metcalf learned how to turn." Like, <laughs> yeah, he he put a good move on Gilmore and owned him. It was yep. Yeah, he's he's getting better, which is scary because of how Freakish how enormous how enormous is, yeah. he is. Yes, um, how shredded he is, and him and Lockett are great pairing. But um, we'll get to them in a second, I guess. Um, <laughs> Other tier two teams, I've got Bills, Steelers, and Rams. Um, Rams have looked really solid putting with the Cowboys and the Eagles. Um, Steelers have looked good but rusty, as you said. You've like you've I've been adamant that this is a team that needed a preseason that hasn't really gotten it, but luckily <clears throat> their early season schedule has kind of given them a a preseason for them. Yeah, they get their own little preseason. Yeah, but if they had the Texans schedule, like they'd probably be zero and two. Mm-hmm. But they got an easy start, so it worked out. And then uh, the Bills have looked really good so far. I know they had a tough bat with the Dolphins, but sometimes the divisional matchups just end up close. But they looked super good week one as well. But anyway, they did yeah, I, I thought that was a really good win for them over the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins really put on a showing and like were in it to win it that game. And mm-hmm. um, like, yeah, the Dolphins aren't the best team in the league. That it should be that close, but. They were playing at their ceiling, I think, as a Dolphins team, and the Bills still kind of held them off. Yeah, which I, I'm, we get to see the Bills and Rams play this week. I'm excited for that just because we're going to see. We're going to see which of these teams will make, I guess, a tier jump, we can call it, honestly, just because. Yeah. Well, because well, Jalen to Diggs and Brown has been really fun, actually. It's it's worked out. A, I did not think Jalen to Diggs would be as reliable, but Diggs is doing it like, enough. He's bailing Josh Allen out some. But that was the point, so it's, right. it's working. Yeah. So <laughs> it's working. And then I guess we kind of have to uh, obligatory nod to Sean McDermott just because we we love him. He's a great coach, and he's really getting the most out of this team and putting together a great team. Yep, I think that he is. He's just a, a really damn good head coach. Early coach of the year candidate. He should be. Yeah, maybe. Or honestly, I think Bill should get it if the pass into the playoffs. Like as much as I it, I, I want to hate it, like. As that much change, I'm like, I think I think Bill could easily get it too because he probably hasn't got it in a while. He's yeah, I mean, letting it. eight players, whatever, opt out, including Patrick Chung and Dante Hightower, and then losing yeah. Brady and bringing in Cam, still having no receivers or really reliable tight ends, and you're still like a really competitive team. Uh, agreed. Yeah, I'm look. I'm looking through who's won it. So Sean McDermott actually won it. Uh, oh, he was a nominee last year. Has mm-hmm. he won it yet or no? No. So it was McVeigh. Yes. Yeah. I forgot Nagy won it in 2018. 
and then Harbaugh won it last year, which makes sense. So, yeah, that's fair. I assume Belichick's won it at some point. Yeah, he's 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 won three. Yeah, it's been a while though. It's been a while. Yeah, it's it's been a little bit. Yeah, well, Matt Nagy won it in twenty eighteen. Which, looking at the Bears now, it, taking that team to twelve and four is pretty deserving of Coach of the Year, huh? Um, <laughs> Jason Garrett won in twenty sixteen, which is just fucking hilarious. I think that Jason Garrett has won Coach of the Year, which shows no. how dumb these awards are sometimes. Anyway, yeah. Um, but so yeah, the, there's in my opinion, there's a clear top four. Obviously, AFC we've got Ravens and Chiefs. I don't think we need to say a whole lot there. But um, the NFC was where we needed to see things shake out. Right now, in my opinion, Packers and Seahawks are the top two teams. In the, the NFC, NFC, yeah. yeah. Um, like I said, Aaron Rodgers has been dismantling teams he's supposed to, and it's looked really good, while Russ is putting together his MVP campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, game we love game. to see it. Yeah, he is, he is not missing. Like, like His throws are perfection. Yeah, he... As far as, like, actual incompletions that either aren't throwaways or drops or, like, tipped picks, like, there are maybe just a couple of them. It's fucking nuts. I think he... Does he have more touchdowns than incompletions? Does he? He might. I mean, week one, he had four incompletions, and he had four touchdowns, I think. I'm pulling it up right now. So, so yeah, he had four touchdowns week one, four incompletions, um, five touchdowns, and okay, seven incompletions, so... He's a little behind, barely. Which, like I said, the one like there have been some drops and like stuff too. Which is, yeah, I'm sure if, if you, you adjust the incompletions for drops that should have been catched, which I think there were two in week one, which he like then he is. Yeah, <laughs> he is better. Like he is throwing more touchdowns than actual like poor passes. That's so fucking funny. Oh gosh, and that uh, before we get into our. Uh, preview there's a couple snap cap things and like target things i found interesting i wanted to go over so um oh, yeah lions backfield's a mess um barf so deandre swift is leading in snaps each week but carry on and ap are each getting like 30 ish percent as well so it's kind of gross um the eagles tight ends are on the field almost all the time and Ray, Ray Gore is now, I think, on IR. He he's getting like surgery yep. on his like uh, one of his in, one of his uh, digits. I don't remember which his one. Thumb. thumb. Yes, that's that's one you need to catch the ball <laughs> here. So, um, so they say. Yeah, it's so they're both going to be fantasy viable because like they're not like JJ Arzaga fucking Whiteside. Like <sighs> I I just gave him another hyphen hyphen in there. I guess to put that, but like he's not going to lead the team. Like. Maybe I guess we'll get a lot of Greg Ward action, but yeah, both the tight ends are gonna be super viable. I think that's worth noting. I, I think that's kind of known, but Ray Gore being out like went under the radar. Like I didn't realize it until like I kind of not actually looked forward, but just like found it. It wasn't like put in front of me. And then uh, in that division, the uh, Squanchington Squanchies are mm-hmm. um, giving a lot more to uh, Antonio Gibson. Peyton Barber only got one snap last week, while Antonio Gibson got. Um, 43, which made up for 65% of their snaps. So he got like two thirds of the snaps to make it easy not shout numbers at you. Yeah. I, I always like to like trains like the numbers a bit just because like reading numbers is easy, but like if you're listening to a podcast and they just toss a bunch of percentages at you, it's so hard to like remember. I always have to rewind like five times to like get it. <laughs> so yeah, the gist is Antonio Gibson got like, two thirds of the snaps. He got a red zone look that he converted as like an 11 yard touchdown run. McKissick's still getting. A little under half of the snaps, but he, I think, is operating more as like, like I don't like change of pace and like pass catching. But he's it's JD McKissick, like right. So give, the Gibson takeover is happening, and then lastly, the Chargers backfield. Um, Joshua Kelly got a lot of run last week at like twenty carries. Um, I wonder if they're just gonna like limit Eckler's cap on touches. I don't know. Like he got more receptions last week because Herbert will actually dump off more than Tyrod did. So, which is funny because like Herbert does like to run and he ran one in, but he's yeah. more apt to give it to Eckler. So that's that that helps. I think it's a boon for both the running backs, honestly, just because got Eckler... a two-headed monster back there is what they call it, right? Yeah, they're both pretty good and they're both getting about the same amount of the snaps. Yeah, which Kelly's getting not the Melvin Gordon, but the Melvo Light role. I'll call it where it's still more Eckler, but Kelly's getting enough to be, I think relevant and they get the Panthers this week. So Oh baby. Joshua Kelly is uh only five K on DraftKings, so 
Just saying. Yep. Um, and then lastly, Miles Gaskin is the RB1 in Miami, which is hilarious. He's getting the most snaps. Um, two years in the fucking waiting. He's getting. Talk, I talked about this guy two years ago. Yeah, I remember it because I was like, Scott, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, I did, I was not a fan of it at all. But he's now like, he's getting a lot of catches. Let me let me pull him up here. But I think he's gotten like six and seven catches a game. He's their lead runner, so he's getting. So yeah, he got four and six catches the last two games. Um, four and seven, seven targets. He's getting nine and seven rushes. The the upside's kind of low, but if you're like a PPR guy, he's a you know safe, reliable kind of option in that sense. Because Joe Ho is going to snipe him at the goal line probably for the most part. Right. And the Fal- and the, uh, the Dolphins don't run the ball well. Freudian slip there, I guess. Um, I almost said Falcons. So <laughs> them not running the ball well kind of transitions us into Thursday night. But um, real quick before we get there, I want to brag about our picks. We both went thirteen and three last week. Um, oh yeah so mozzie is now 25 and 7 i am 24 and 8 so really good start on our picks this year um I think which this, is yeah it's a 78 percent and 75 percent yeah which pretty solid although That's i think this than anyone you're gonna read on espn yeah fuck them <laughs> i'm just saying yeah <laughs> so like near 80 percent correct come on come on yeah because like if you're betting i think like if you're betting like spreads and stuff or like I think I know like anything over two thirds is like super good, and like game picks are a little different just because like I th- I think game picks are easier than spreads just because betting like someone to cover or whatever is different. But I like statistically True. easier for me. For me, game picks are easier because I like I'm not good at evaluating spreads like as far as like cover or not cover. But I don't I, know. I like to look at the spreads too. Yeah, maybe but... I, I don't know. Are are game picks e- harder? I don't know. Who knows? Um. I don't know. Sometimes they're not because sometimes you have a matchup where it's like, oh, well, this team's obviously going to win, but they're being given plus 10, and we know that it's going to be more competitive. So I'll just take the the points on that and be like, yeah, they're going to they're still going to win, but it's not going to be that bad. I don't sometimes it's easier, sometimes it's harder. Yeah. I admittedly don't know enough about like spread betting cuz like, I never bet spreads, so it's not really my thing. And so also I also like just make I don't actually like I haven't bet any, like, money this season on anything. Like, as far as, like, wins goes, I've just, like, made the picks. Um, or maybe, like, a little bit. I'm in, like, a couple, like, pools or, like, pick pools or survivor things. But, um, yeah, I don't know. We're doing really well on the picks. Like, objectively, we're 75% and higher. So, it's really good. 